Oh shit. I put Welcome the wrong screen up. episode of Best of Five. I'm taking over for Elon because he messed up the intro hardcore. Hey, no, up. he made it great. I, I was very entertained. I put the wrong screen up. I'm sorry. Um, hello. Welcome to another episode of Best of Five. My name is Elon. Thank you. And there is John. Not chasing cats this week, Guerrero. Steve is chasing cats this week. Donka may be chasing cats this week. We never know. Anyway, uh, tonight on the show, we're going to chat about some shit. Uh, not a lot happened as far as uh, newsworthy stuff, except for stuff that I feel uncomfortable talking about, but we'll talk about it. You feel me? Um, and then we'll we'll probably get into some discussions of things that I've been thinking about uh, in these last couple of days. Um, in a segment called Inside Elon's Mind. Sure. Um, but no, I, I do want to talk about tournament experience and all that other fun stuff, especially now. Um, but we'll get into that a little bit later. So let's get all this dumb bullshit out of the way. Chris G., we covered it a little bit right before we left last week like literally as we were signing off it happened chris g mm-hmm. is no longer a part of evil geniuses uh he has been let go due to uh some comments that he made in social media three years ago mm-hmm. some people are happy some people are pissed uh chris g himself is even more pissed because he had just moved to seattle for eg and is now with five thousand dollars of his own money. Yeah, and is now left hung out to dry. Uh, so I I don't really know what to make of it. To be completely honest, I mean I have my opinions on it, but I don't think they matter. Uh, so John, what what are you thinking about it? What, what, what Why would my opinions matter if yours don't matter? Because yours matter more than mine, and you probably have. Oh, we're doing the self defeating bullshit. Yes. again. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. No. Uh, what what are your thoughts on well the shit that? Okay, so I've actually was uh, thinking about this just before the show because you should do that with the topics. And uh, as I was considering it, I'm going, you know, well, I think what you might have just been getting at, I, as a, uh, as not a female and not uh, as a white male, am not part of the group that's, you know, being disrespected in this instance, right? And so I can kind of say, well, I can put myself in their shoes, which it's like maybe to a some degree, but really you can't, not with any sense of authority, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, I, as far as that goes, I can't really speak to that. But what I can speak to is the kind of trend and the, the rule that we want to set uh, right now and therefore moving forward with how we deal with this I think that is something that we as a community have to have an opinion on. And the whole, the sound just changed in my headphones. Is that, is that okay? Yeah, I just hit the wrong button, but you know, it's fine. <laughs> so, okay, sorry. So anyway, we as a community need, we're establishing kind of a new rule, a new uh, protocol moving forward because we have changed our standards and, um, that's just the way the world works, and it seems to be a very good thing that we're doing because we are, uh, I mean, like these always come across as negative, but ultimately this is a movement towards a community that is is more refined and, and more polite and acknowledges uh, people and, and is a better place to be for more people. Um, but this is kind of, uh, it's a sticky situation because this was said three years ago, and while it wasn't right back then it was something that 
we didn't hand out this kind of punishment for back then. And it's like the whole you teach the dog that's not okay to get on the couch and then you let him get on the couch for a long time and then one day you decide to punish him for getting on the couch and you're kind of in a weird situation. Uh, so we need to decide, do we retcon and go back through everyone's social media and dig up past sins when they were acting, albeit still poorly, in a, in a, um, in an environment that was tolerant of what they were doing to the extent that they would be allowed to do it and not be uh, banned from tournaments and reprimanded by the community the way they are now. Uh, I think it seems to me that it needs to be current examples now that we've all had a chance to learn because otherwise the chaos of trying to go back and then like what community do you have left after you do something like that doesn't seem to be a very efficient approach to me. So yeah, it was a, it was a very negative thing that's, that was said and it's, you know, it's the prerogative of EG and then the, the management there to do what they're going to do. But if as a part of the FGC that needs to make, a decision here on this very important changing of the rules moving forward, I think that we should do modern examples, uh, modern transgressions, and not dig up the past. And, you know, if someone's a crappy person, probably won't take too long for them to say something else that's going to get them in trouble. So I think that's the best route from the point of view that I see it from. Yeah. And for those of you that don't know what we're talking about, I think I think this is right. Correct me if I'm wrong, but three years ago, there was a Facebook post made by Chris G uh, on the topic of black women in the FGC. And the post was extremely horrible and negative and not correct. Uh, and it took a, a lot of assumptions based on like one or two of his experiences. Um, and I, I remember specifically uh, after that had happened, that same year he got confronted at Evo by Cuddlecore. Uh, and you know, she gave her, she gave him a piece of her mind. And I think that was like literally the only thing that happened as a, in response to that. I could be wrong about that though. Uh, but just recently, it seems like that same post that was made three years ago was the reasoning behind his elimination from EG. Now, um, a lot of people have said that it could be because EG is under new management. Uh, they have a new CEO, uh, but that CEO has also been acting or has been in that chair for a year, maybe a little bit more. So it feels very bizarre that this wouldn't be an issue three years ago or even last year and now is an issue, right? Uh, not that I'm saying... What Can't that imagine makes, why. Yeah, and I'm not saying that makes the problem better or worse. Uh, I just find the timing of it super weird. Um. But, you know, uh, I mean, it's much like you said. We're moving towards new, uh, a new social structure again. Uh, and, and maybe social structure is not what I'm saying. Uh, we're being less tolerant of bullshit uh, from a social standpoint. Uh, and it's taken too long for us to get here, in my opinion. Uh, but, you know, it's... I think this is going to be I much like you said I don't know how comfortable I feel with digging up past stuff uh just because you know especially in the world of social media you can have somebody who started a Twitter account at 12 years old 
said shit that they would never ever say again and then all of a sudden their entire life is ruined right uh so i mean you know with that all with that also said i mean it's also very easy to just not say dumb shit <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I am not confident that the two of us will get through filling as much space as we're going to have to without the help of Steve or Donka without saying some dumb shit on this episode. Yeah, I, though I think my definition of dumb shit and your definition of dumb you shit. Know the, you know the topics that are on the, the docket today? <laughs> yes. We've got plenty, of, two plenty of potholes to step in. There's two more. Uh, so anyway, just letting you guys know that that happened. Uh EG no longer Chris G is no longer in EG. Apologies. The the chat's and, uh, saying that there is some uh, some recent sexual harassment claims in EG otherwise, and that there's been a whole bunch of allegations in League, Dota, StarCraft. Um, so it's like it's permeating all of esports okay. right now. Yeah. Uh, actually, so that might be why. Yeah, yeah. I think last week there was a big uh, blow up of sexual harassment, sexual assault, sexual abuse uh, stories coming forward, not just from esports, but the gaming industry in general. Uh, and the gaming industry in general, also the streaming uh, community. Like, there's been a lot of that stuff. A lot of women are being super brave and speaking out. Uh, so it's... That could be something then, I guess. If EG was cleaning up house and they saw this, then... That could explain the timing. Uh, but yeah, man, I, I just, I would feel, I, I can't help but feel scorned for Chris G for after moving to, for EG to then get fired right after <laughs> moving. Man, that is very unfortunate timing. Uh, but yeah, no, there's been a lot of uh, sexual harassment, sexual assault, sexual abuse allegations coming uh, that are coming to light. Uh, which is about damn time, especially for the games industry, uh, because it's, you know, the games industry is something that we're all involved in, uh, in the sense that we all play fighting games and we compete and we do all this other shit. So it's about time we're cleaning house. Uh, so much so that another member of the FGC did, uh, get hit with some of these allegations and, uh, I don't even want to call it allegations because it's been confirmed. I don't know what else to call it. Somebody came forward and shared their experiences with uh, Mike Z uh, and how uncomfortable and harassed they felt. And it's it's weird that we're talking about Mike Z again because, you know, we just had a very tasteless uh, social media incident with him not too long ago. And... Even people who were defending him then are now no longer defending him, right? I think I saw Sonic Fox. They wrote a post. Uh, what about... did Sonic Fox say? Ah, let me pull it up because I, I, I don't want to paraphrase if I don't remember it. Uh, I'm pulling this up right now. You know now. what sucks about this while you look that up? Mm -hmm. Is that people immediately call for the – this is how misguided this is. They immediately call for the cancellation, not of Mike Z. But they're using such a nuclear bomb-sized area of explosion, like scorched earth policy on this, that they're saying, cancel Skullgirls. So I'm going to stop playing Skullgirls because they see Mike Z as the creator. And he's not even the, he's not even like the main director of it or something like yeah. that. You know, he's, he's a high up. He had a lot to do with it. But they want to punish the entire Skullgirls community. They want to punish everyone else associated with it. 
And we haven't even begun to talk about how how much punishment Mike Z deserves. So it's like, and they immediately cancel this whole game. This whole community shuts down because yeah. Mike Z can't speak well. You know, yeah. it's like. Yeah, so these were Sonic Fox's words, and this was from yesterday. Uh, this is a tweet uh, he, they made, I'm sorry. Uh, tweet goes to say, I quote, his actions don't speak on behalf of the Skullgirls community as a whole, which is exactly the point you were making. Nobody likes what he did here. His actions do not reflect the integrity of the Skullgirls community at all, and we will be sh- we will be sure consequences are carried out appropriately. I really did look up to him as a close friend and mentor and even someone that pretty much saved my life. But even with all that help, I have to protect my community, even if it's from people like him. Uh, and then they go on to say a bunch more stuff on this subject there's even a twit longer that i for the okay so so sonic fox is off board with mike z yeah uh now i only know of the uh the exchange with bunny that's the only the only bad mike z thing outside of the the off-color joke that he made a few weeks back on the uh twitch stream um which i don't think was very threatening uh myself just to put that out there he i i don't know there have been other allegations or other people have come forward saying that he's done shady stuff or things like that uh, is, is or is any of that stuff the case i believe there were a lot of other people who sympathized and then shared their own experiences uh surrounding mike z i mean mike z has always been rough around the edges and he admits to such right i think he even mentions that he's like just i'm not very essentially socially graceful. And I've definitely felt that before I, I, with Mike Z's interactions uh, with us before. So it's like, yeah, he definitely rubs people the wrong way, but have there been legitimate, you know, crossing the sexual line or the racial or whatever line things that he's been accused of as well? That I don't know. I just know what the information is being presented, which is that he has made a lot of people very uncomfortable. Uh, Sorry, I'm reading this tweet somebody shared with us about a former Live Zero employee. Former Live Zero employee, current Live Zero employee, I'm not sure. Uh, okay. We, okay, yeah. so uh, on this tweet from a former Live Zero employee, uh, they're stating that a female coworker had told him that he used to brag about his dick size to her. So, you know, that gets into the realm of sexual harassment, I believe. Uh Especially because, you know, that shit ain't cool. Especially in the workplace. Uh, and then there's more tweets. Everybody's sharing more tweets and more examples of people sharing their situations surrounding Mike Z. So, all in all, uh, clean the house. <laughs> I don't know how else to put it. <laughs> Sorry. I'm, I'm, what you said is fun, uh, funny, but also some of these stupid comments are <laughs> because <laughs> it's the internet and yeah. uh yeah yeah i mean you know uh again like i said earlier we're we're reaching another one of those social tipping points where we're not in a social like as social beings we're no longer willing to deal with certain types of bullshit that we've dealt with before and are now seeing the wrong of it so it's about time um you know and we'll see what happens from here who knows what's going to happen uh, though I do disagree with the sentiment of K 
canceling Skullgirls from Evo and all this other stuff, canceling the community. Because obviously, you know, even I, this is oddly similar to the JK Rowling shenanigans that's been happening. I don't know if you've been keeping up with that. I haven't been keeping up with it. I just Stephen, know that it's happening. Stephen King unfollowed her on Twitter or some shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I think I think that's a very similar example where you know, J.K. Rowling was saying some very transphobic and dumb shit, and everybody just decided to instead of hating on Harry Potter, they just disassociated her from the from the series, right? So, which I don't know I don't know if that's good or bad to be honest, because at the end when of the day, I was still like money eight, whatever. I used to I used to troll my little sister in various ways, one of which was I would pretend she doesn't exist. And every time she spoke, I would say, wow, the wind is blowing particularly hard in the car right now. That's so weird. It's making a weird noise. And it would make her so pissed off. But I was like eight, man. Like what? That's what they're but they're but they're doing it legitimately to J.K. Rowling. And she's like, I'll go to well, sleep I mean, in my, I think, in I my think, castle of money. I don't care. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, it's disassociating the person from the art, right? That has become such a big cultural. Well, like, it's a J.K. Rowling, I don't know much about this whole thing, so I can't speak too much to it. But from what I understand, she's she's arguing that men that then be are they're trans and become women are are stealing away something of the identity of women that are born uh biologically women and there's this whole thing there uh and i and and that might not even be 100 percent accurate i'm not sure but if that's the case it's like uh, the feminists like or the, what are they the turfs there's 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 a discussion to be had there, not just a cancellation and say this person doesn't exist anymore. There's no one. We got our Harry Potter books from the from the nothing from the from the the ether. Yeah. Well, the reason I brought that up is because I feel like that's where things are going with Skullgirls, where they're where we're going to disassociate. I mean, you're going to have to stop reading Dr. Seuss. You're going to have to stop and boycott all Disney product products and stop. And John's gone. <laughs> Disney did oh, it. Like, like everything is this approach is not. I, I get it. I get it. People did bad thing, and you need to uh, let the world know that you're not okay with it. But this is not the way to go about it, man. Because we're just gonna have to stop doing everything. It's like, or I mean, because the, the Harry Potter fans don't want to stop doing Harry Potter, so they're just they just magically poofed J.K. Rowling away, so that they can still enjoy the product. What the <laughs> fuck, man? Like that? What are we? T- yeah, I mean, look, who knows, right? We'll see what happens, because I I don't know nothing, nor do I know how to deal with nothing. I think the solution is very much like Blue said: just stop being dicks. Yeah, just be just be cool. Starting uh, now. Now, <laughs> uh, I think Eris put it best, where he just said, "Just be cool. Don't be weird." Uh, I, I saw, uh, I'm sure that this is, I'm probably like the last one to the party with this, but there was a, um, born free sent me a link to Reddit, which that's like the only way I ever go on Reddit is when my friends send me links and I click them before I don't look yeah, at them don't or before I look at them. Yeah. yeah. And well, one of the pictures was the grim reaper coming down a hallway and in the first door farthest away from us, there was like low tier God and he was the door was open and low tier God was laying in a pool of blood on the floor and then the next door down it's F champ 
but they should have put there's so many more they could have put they could have put a Ceroblast in there um, and then the, the next one is Chris G and then the door that's still closed and the next one in line has a picture of Eris on it <laughs> it's like <laughs> Oh, man. I hope that Eris is the last one standing in this particular social justice royal rumble of cancellations, because that would be just the best. (laughs) Well, we'll see what happens again. Ultra David's like next. James Chen, they're coming for you. Sejam. How is Sejam going to get canceled? Because you know it's going to happen somehow. They're going to find a way. I mean, who knows? You know what? I think... Such a sweet guy. I think I think the complaints that we've seen so far have been very valid, and but you know I I don't know how to handle this situation. I'm not equipped mentally or emotionally to. Uh, like how do I put this? I'm not mentally or emotionally equipped to handle or not handle, but like to judge someone on what they've done, right? Because I don't know who that person is. What they did. Is bad, yes. That's easy. Uh, but I don't know what the consequences should be or how things should be handled. Uh, and I'm 100% certain I'm not the person that should be coming up with uh, how things should be handled or what the consequences should be. So, with all that said, we've talked about the two shitty things for the day. Great. We did it. Just like a regular <laughs> white person, let me give myself a pat on the back. For uh, for talking about hard stuff. Um, How do you think we're gonna cancel Momochi? That's gonna be knows? hard. Who knows? <laughs> uh, but yeah. Anyway, do we have lighter stuff to get through? Yes, I want to talk about some stuff. Um, first of all, we had the uh, Southeast Asia CPT online happened. Uh, unfortunately, Steve's no here. Not he- Steve, no here. So no recap. <laughs> Are we gonna tell him what happened? Uh. With Steve? No, with the CP. We, we oh no, I have out. I have the results. <laughs> Just, okay, yeah, yeah, have, yeah. All right, we don't well, have the regular recap. We don't have the recap. But uh, first place going to SKZ. Second place going to I am Schwan. At least I hope that's how you pronounce that. Third place. Take a guess at who's third. Shen. Did you? Ah, uh, you read it, didn't you? Damn it. Uh, Shen taking third. Uh, Bravery taking fourth. Uh, Aaron Manarung taking fifth. Potato09, Carrot Carrot, also taking fifth. Mind RPG and KOF Master tying for seventh. Uh, the funny thing... It's like Shen's a little washed up, huh? He usually well, wins these things. He's taking third, dude. Uh, the crazy thing, enough. the very crazy thing that I'm noticing here is there is only one character that was represented more than once in this top eight. Was it Ibuki? No. It was Seth. Ooh. SKZ won using Seth, and Cien was the other person using Seth as well. He had a Seth-Ibuki combo going. Uh, Kawano just dropped a tier list, and uh, Seth's number one. Seth is super fun to play. I've been having a blast uh, playing some Seth. Uh, so we don't get canceled. Are we supposed to call Seth uh, with a masculine or a feminine or a uh, a they? Who knows? Pronoun. It's a video game character. This is uh, serious. I don't know. And that's why I won't use pronouns as best I can. Uh, 
First one to use a pronoun for Seth loses. Go. Okay. Uh, kicks a flare. <laughs> Literally just used a pronoun right when you were saying that too. Uh, anyway. Uh, yeah, so Seth has been super fun to play. Uh, I've had a lot of fun with Gil as well. So I'm really a big fan of these last two characters. Uh, and I guess we're going to get more next year or whenever the new season comes out. Uh, but yeah. Hey, how legit do you feel like this tournament was? Who cares? All right, fair enough. Did you have fun watching it? I did not watch it. <laughs> you, okay, wait. Are you saying who cares because we're just happy it's happening or who cares I legitimately don't care? No, I, I'm saying who cares it's because it's what we have. Right? And yeah, like I think okay. I've said this I think I've said this on the show before. If you're arguing that online and offline are not different, you're wrong. But if you're arguing for which one is the most legitimate when all we have is one of them, then you're basically creating an argument out of nothing. Right? You can you can wax nostalgic about when we used to go to offline tournaments and how those felt better or whatever but this is what we got so it's the only legit way to play a tournament right now so you're not wrong but i would say and i think it's significant to point out like it's relevant to the whole thing that there is for you know not everybody plays fighting games for the same reasons and the people that are doing this first and foremost for competition, I think, feel like this is an attack on their particular piece of the pie when it comes to playing fighting games. Because there's no argument that this doesn't sap from the... Um, it doesn't change the playing field in such a way that makes it no longer recognizable or up to par with the standards that we set, right? Because, like... If we see, you know, you pause the game in Evo and it's a moment, you know, because we, we have to throw the round away because there was a pause. So it's, 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 a, it's important for a significant amount of the community as one of, if not the highest priorities. And to embrace it with where it's at right now can feel somewhat threatening because maybe people have some fear of that this could become the new norm or accepted or acknowledged or that people will judge them by their performance online and that's not what they signed up for. Now, are those good enough reasons to say, let's not even do this? I'm not really, I'm not sold. I think as far as I can tell, it's still good to just do this. But keep in mind that this is not, to me, that's not Street Fighter. And, and like it is, right? It's still the game and everything, but it's not what I want to play. It's not what I want it to be. So, like, as far as I'm concerned right now, you know, uh, there, there really isn't a Street Fighter that I enjoy practicing and playing uh, and, and striving for. But that's, that's okay. Like, it's fine. But I'm just saying that there, there is a group of people that this affects, I think, more so than a, a lot of others. And, you know, we kind of try to keep everybody in mind, you know, in this, in this more modern and progressive show. So I thought I'd shut them out. Well, here's the sitch. Uh, I, I think I've made this comparison before on this show, actually, but uh, I kind of view playing fighting games kind of like playing tennis. Right? Where you're playing online, it's basically like you're playing in a sand court where things are much less responsive and any any small thing is going to affect something greater. Uh, yeah, but at least the, the sand court is consistent. 
this online lag is is, is Sandcorp chaos, consistent, though? but it's chaotically it's chaotically presented. Where some it's more like a court that shifts from sand to uh, you know whatever the traditional <laughs> astro uh, whatever you know yeah uh, the traditional court in sand and it can change at any moment. That's what it's like. And at that point, it's like, I'm not playing tennis. You're playing like a Nickelodeon Guts. Well, game. here's the situation. Shout out to anyone that re- here's, remembers here's Guts. Why, here's why I compare uh, this with tennis in a sand court is because in a sand court, you can step somewhere and all of a sudden the ground is different, right? Now all of a sudden there's a little hill of sand that there wasn't there before. So mm-hmm. uh, in that sense, that's what I mean, how things are unpredictable and ever-changing. Uh, so... But it's still tennis, right? You're still kicking the ball back and forth. Just the actual. Think you use a, uh, a mallet in tennis? Maybe a golf club? What? You said <laughs> kicking the ball back and forth. Oh, oh, I apologize. Uh, racketing the ball back and forth. Uh, but, but that's what I mean, right? Like it's a the game is still fundamentally the same, but the environment of it is ever changing and is very different. So, yeah. What's shouldn't a professional tennis player be able to play both in a sand court as well as a clay court? I don't know. I I don't know that much about tennis to be completely honest. Is there no such thing as a sand court in tennis? Yeah. I feel like the ball wouldn't really Have you ever played Mario tennis? That shit's hard. God. I feel like you're talking about shit you don't know about. <laughs> Am I all right? Fine. Hey Google. But I get your point. Hey Google. You mean a different a different terrain? But I don't even think in tennis, tennis would work in a in a in sand. What? Infill sand for artificial tennis courts. Infill sand or dressing sand is used for dressing artificial tennis courts. Yeah. Okay. So maybe like dressing and stuff, but not like a not like beach volleyball. Anyways, maybe that that was what you meant. Anyways, uh, Turbo Sean's asking if we've played with uh, on games with good rollback netcode. I have played Mortal Kombat uh, 11, and I really appreciated it. I had fun uh, doing that, and it was better at first. And I think as everybody kind of jumped on, maybe the servers got a little heavier, and uh, it, it wasn't quite as good. But it was a clearly, I think they're the best right now. I haven't played all of them, but MK11 is probably the best in the fighting game community. Um, save for, I mean, I mean maybe, maybe they're, I don't know. Anyways, yes. And that's closer. And there's, there's less opportunity for the chaos to come and alter what otherwise would have been, you know, a, a different victor, a different outcome of the round. So that's really good. And I, I also think that we're well on our way to making better internet. We got PS5 and Xbox 100 or whatever coming out, Xbox One X coming out in, uh, in this holiday season. You Xbox know one. that this is on fighting game developers' minds because you've seen Capcom take two, like, two uh, swings at their uh, netcode in an online environment in like the last six months and and they happened like within a month of each other or two months of each other um you saw guilty gear change from when they came out with uh not rollback netcode and the 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 community shit their pants and threw it at them so they're like okay now we, we get it we get it we'll change the whole thing we'll go back and retcon just like they did with sonic the hedgehog because it was ugly it was a good move maybe it's going to take them a little bit longer but hey they're changing it too. And I think everyone's getting that message with how much we're talking about it and the fact that we're forced online because uh, COVID and all that stuff. 
Um, I don't know if Nintendo's going to care too much or not, but apparently they... <laughs> They've got a what's that new slippy for uh, for melee? You can play melee now with rollback netcode online. So maybe they won't even need Nintendo to get on board. But point is, it is definitely in fighting game developers' minds. I gotta, I know that Capcom and uh, and a few others have definitely let us down where we didn't think that it was possible before. But I'm still gonna have faith that they're on this one. And whenever the next generation of games come out you're going to see i don't know how much better but a significant increase in the quality um and, and it's not gonna be perfect don't expect perfection but i would be very surprised and i think a lot of people at this point would walk away because they're just it's it's such an accepted standard right now you have to have good online and if you don't you're just a laugh it's laughable so I think we're headed into better times pretty soon. Maybe they update the current generation. I don't know, but if not, if not that, they'll do the next generation of games. Cool. All right, a couple things. Uh, first, Endio, thank you for the thirty-month resub. Much appreciated. Second, uh, I want to answer Turbo Sean's question as well. Uh, I've been playing more Killer Instinct than I have any other fighting game uh, recently, and that's been a ton of fun as well. Uh, it it only is not fun when I lose because I don't know the matchup and because I'm also ass at the game. Uh, but everything else has been super fun about it. Next, uh, Paco Stevens brings up a great point. Golf is another uh, sport where every little thing changes seemingly chaotic from weather to uh, any small thing that can happen uh, in the in the actual course itself. Uh Another another good. I mean, example. did they play if it snows or if it's like raining really hard? I don't know. Hey, Google. Do go- does golf happen when it rains hard? <laughs> if we get an answer <laughs> on the first try that we're happy with. It's rainy and wet. You're bound to get more backspin as the greens are more receptive. Depending on how hard it's rain, you might not get any roll at all. In fact, you might even get backspin on clubs you never could on a dry and warm day. There you go. Um, but yeah, another, another sport too, and one that I've been getting into, uh, are they play in rain, but not thunder? Cause they're all swinging giant metal sticks. <laughs> I'm assuming, yeah, I was assuming uh, <laughs> that they're talking about thunder, this killer instinct character, bringing it back full circle, because I think it's the lightning that's going to get you. Yeah. Uh, but another sport too is, uh, racing like formula one, for example, like wind, rain, weather, shit on the track like as the track gets warmer and colder while people are driving on it drivers have to adjust uh and they have to drive on different types of wheels right but that's all accepted from the get-go like that's all established as within the realm of acceptable chaos there's always going to be a certain amount you want Mm -hmm. a certain amount otherwise it's predictable mathematically from the start right but you have a certain amount of chance or the difference in you know a skill level uh, and and it, when it comes down to individual choices things like that that you could never you know fully predict um, that's when you introduce chaos and like there's also the you know at a basketball game where they're all indoors anyway so you're not even worried about the weather you still have the effect of the fans and and there's plenty of of stuff that that we can't regulate that we're okay with you know like mm-hmm. the, the players emotions and things like that and and you know what's going on with them and um but 
there are certain things that we are not okay with, like slightly deflated balls in the NFL. I mean, I guess technically we didn't do anything about that. I don't know what the uh, the punishment was for, <laughs> for them old Patriots. But the fact that the balls were slightly deflated, which to me is, is a comparable, uh, if not less severe, transgression than lag in an online match, uh, that was big enough to be the deal that it was. We cared about it that much because that went outside of the realm of acceptable chaos and it benefited one team over the other and lag. Well, it has an equal chance back and forth. So maybe, maybe it's technically fair, but in a single match, it could benefit one player over the other. So, I feel like lag is, is crossing that, that line. Yeah, I mean, but granted... There is, one, a line. there is an accepted amount. Granted, the deflating the ball thing was on purpose. Lag is, I would argue, most of the time, not on purpose. Uh, so it's something that both players that are playing this match or everyone in this tournament that does have to deal with it. Now, uh, I do know, I do get what you're saying, and I believe we should just start accepting lag into this acceptable form of chaos because again it's what we got we're not at least in the u.s we're not going anywhere anytime soon because the government and other people who don't who think wearing a mask is a political opinion have fucked it up for the rest of us so is what we got for the foreseeable future at this point right so Mm -hmm. it has to we have to adapt to it it's what we it's what we have to do. We have to adapt to it in order for us to still keep enjoying what we're doing. If getting over playing in lag is too much for then you don't have to do it. Exactly. Or you can go play something else. Uh it's unfortunate. I, I, yeah, I hate to say that I hate I'm to say right. it. I really do hate to say it. But again, it's what we got. This is the one option. <laughs> Uh, I get to say that too because I'm one that's not playing the game, so I, that that's me. I'm part of that group, and yeah. I'm like, yeah, it's it sucks. I I would rather be playing and and um you know having that relationship that I have socially with my friends and and you know plucking that that competitive string a little bit you know every so often, but we, we don't have the opportunity to right now, and that's life. So I, I just look forward to whenever it does come back. Yep. And the other option is for us to wait on the developers to provide a better avenue to which we can play online. Some games have, some developers have given us that, others not so much. So we'll see what happens in the future. Uh, Another thing I want to talk about is, and this is something I think I've talked about on the show before. If not, it's something I've definitely talked about to other people before, is the player experience in a tournament. I want to bring this up because I played an online tournament yesterday. Uh, had lots of fun. It was super cool. Uh, made it to top six. I uh, got killed at loser semis by uh, Eli the Curry. Uh, it was super fun, but Laura. Yeah, uh, got fucking destroyed. Uh, <laughs> it was it was fun. It was it was hilarious because it was so bad. Uh, my play, I mean. But something happened that kind of brought back why I stopped competing in the first place, even in offline tournaments. And it's making me think that I'm not cut out to be a tournament player, which is fine. Like, I I can do other shit in FGC. That's perfectly fine. But is the, the weight between matches fucking kills me. Right. So I 
from top eight when top eight started i played my first match and then waited probably 45 minutes to an hour before i played my second match same thing has happened in offline tournaments where you're playing in pools you play your first match and then all of a sudden you're waiting 30 to 30 minutes to an hour because you know the match before you is being played on stream or somebody didn't show up so we had to wait 30 minutes for them because they're from that region and the to refuses to dq them blah 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 uh what kind of an emotion is it is it like a drained or a frustration or do you have anxiety because you're playing in a tournament and it just stays the whole time it's everything together right because it's like it's anxiety because i'm waiting for my next match but it's anxiety over the course of like 30 to 45 minutes that then just, just taking... kills it kills my concentration and it kills every like uh f- fiber of my want to be there right because it just feels like i'm wasting time uh and that's a personal thing but i would like to believe that i'm not alone in how i feel uh and if i am then so be it what what, what are your what what do you think about have you have you dealt with anything like that as far as like um, the worst long wait time the worst that? experience that i've had with that was not quite what we're talking about here but it was at wednesday night fights when we made top three in street fighter that would be the last game played of the night but they stopped like top eights or top threes i think it was top threes actually and they, they stopped them and then they would play all each you know for a while they would do each one and so we had to wait and there was a couple of games and we were usually ready to go, but by the time Tekken Tag Tournament 2 was going down, but that game took forever. And so we would just be sitting there and just drained by the time it was actually time to play. And I'd have to go try to fight Mark Teddy's guy when I'm, like, falling asleep. And um, it would suck because, I mean, but that's part of something, or that's one of the things that people point out that, tournament players have this fortitude that they have to be there all day sometimes and play for an extended period and it's you have to it's like poker players too you know you have to have that endurance so there's something to be said about that but man that was lame as far as uh, tournaments go i love running brackets efficiently i love having it set up so that you got you know these people playing i want the rest of the people that are ready on deck you're on deck at this station you're on this station yada yada and then like always being one step ahead telling people ahead of time how to do things and seeing how fast i can efficiently run a bracket so yeah it kind of bothers me when i because i'll just be sitting there watching tos like kind of sometimes they do a great job and i'm like right on you're awesome but a lot of times they're just kind of like there's like an open station or people are practicing or whatever in training mode and they're just not doing a good job that bothers me so uh, I, I agree or I, I sympathize with you um, to that extent. Online, it's even worse because you, you're just sitting there. I mean, you have your phone and stuff, right? But maybe you don't want to be distracting yourself that much. You want to stay in the zone. And you're just kind of watching brackets play out. And you'd think it'd be faster because everyone can play simultaneously. And, you know, there's, there's a lot less setup to go. But there actually is some setup because especially if there's a stream match, you got to get all the people in the same lobby and don't go yet don't go okay now you go whatever yada yada and people when they have to report it on challenge or i mean i don't know if there are other major ones that where you have to also report it i'm sorry that's what i meant i smash.gg was in my head i don't think you report in challenge uh the the to does oh can you yeah. Um, I guess there would, that would that would be an easy setting. I've never done it that way. I've always done Smash GG reporting. Anyways, that's the ones I've played through are Smash GG, and 
it's like sometimes people will get salty after they lose and they won't confirm your match. So you have to wait for it to time out or hopefully get a TO, but maybe not. So then you're just waiting there for is it like five or 10 minutes, something like that. And that sucks. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a pain. Um, it's not so much that I would throw away going to tournaments over it because it's always just sort of been part of the uh, experience. And you kind of, you say, I appreciate it when things run efficiently and on time, but you don't expect it. Hopefully that changes, but I mean, given the way online pacing is going, uh, probably not anytime soon. Oh, and I hear they're going crazy with commercial breaks. So that's yeah. not helping things either. Man, yeah, that's another thing too is even like I, I originally wanted to start talking about the player experience, but even the viewing experience of a tournament. I can't watch tournaments unless it's like with a group of friends or with someone else. Mm. Because it, literally you watch something for 45 minutes, then you sit there for what feels like an hour watching the same ad that's already played like 800 times the honda the honda ad yeah with the the honda lucia poison yeah like i this sounds like i'm just complaining about shit which i kind of am uh so i don't really know why i brought that up but uh this started getting i feel like it started at an acceptable level and it's just been getting progressively worse right because i think the main reason we had breaks before was so that we could either change games on the stream or get a different set of pools up. Now, I think with the introduction of sponsors and with the introduction of uh, uh, advertisers that want to book some time on- onto the stream and all this other stuff, it's just gotten to a point that I don't find acceptable at all. Uh, and it's very, very tough to watch. Even when I tried to watch the top eight for the CPT online uh for the u.s it is rough man like it again like i i was talking earlier how i don't like feeling like i'm wasting my time that's exactly what watching a tournament feels now because i'm just sitting there watching at the please wait or like watching that countdown please wait screen watch like three matches and then back to that same fucking screen again uh it's it's a time sink so I don't watch anything outside of with friends or like when we're live where I can go get a beer or something Mm -hmm. and just chill and at any time go get some snacks or whatever, venture around, usually go play casuals. Like I'm not a watcher unless, of course, there are bison bucks on the line and that's Mm -hmm. that's that makes it extra fun. But that's its own thing. Um, So, yeah, but (laughs) I've never been one to watch. I just watch for. Uh, you know, research purposes or if something mm-hmm. particularly cool happened or whatever, but you were saying? Yeah, so how do we fix both of those problems? Right, I, I want to I talk solutions. What do we got? So I, I have a solution for streaming as, as, as far as that goes, where instead of having the ad breaks, we have each section of the stream being sponsored by a specific... Uh, by a specific company. So like, oh, pool one is brought to you by Totino's Pizza Rolls. Here's pool one. And then you have the Totino Pizza Roll over there the entire time. Uh, hmm. Or like, even if it's something where you do need to have that break, have other content there. Not just the, did you know that if you hold up, you jump? Because I'm pretty sure the people that are watching it know that if you hold up, you jump. Do they lose stream viewers over the breaks? I don't know. Because that's what's going to, as much as we talk about it, that's yeah. what's going to decide whether or not the breaks are too long is if people hang right. out or if they ditch it. Right. But here's the thing too, is like we can also argue for growth, right? 
like the stream can have like a specific number of viewerships, but if you have something interesting going on more for more time than you have an ad break, then I feel like more people are willing to e either start watching and stick around or invite other people to watch. Uh, but yeah, like I think that to me, that's like one solution is to have like each section of the tournament be sponsored by uh, one of the advertisers, and then you could sell spots, right? Like you can even uh, monetize it in a specific way where certain spots are worth more money than the other. Like so, you could have like top eights brought to you by Astro headsets, and they paid us X amount of money. That and that's more than Pool One did. Yeah, but, but then you're you're actually taking the eyes away from the ads that you're running, though. Like, you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot on that end. How so? Because everyone's migrating away to a different stream, if what I'm hearing you is, if I'm hearing you correctly. Are well, you no, saying it's, that It's all the same be... stream, right? Like, for I'm talking about, like, say, like, I, I understand what you're saying. Oh. I'm talking, like, let's say we're talking about, like, a CPT final. Okay. Not necessarily, like, a combo breaker where there's a billion streams, which that in itself is another problem, I think. But it's a single stream. Uh, yes. One stream okay. for the entire tournament. So you have, for example, you have, like, the last the last chance qualifier. Perfect example. Where you have, like, uh, the first quarter of the last so chance qualifier. So are you just saying get a bunch of different sponsors that they can have their logo up there while we're playing, and that way you won't have to do ads? Yeah. So like that, you can keep things but, moving. But Capcom while... wants to do ads. Like, that's well, big for them. Well, you're getting that you're getting that same type of monetization. I don't know how their contracts work for their advertisers, but you're still getting that ad for specific parts of the stream where you have you know this person is uh, like your your ad your pool sponsor quote unquote or your station even I think that would be even funnier uh, in a good way where you have like this station is the Totino Roll station uh, is like people are looking at that trip for that amount of time. Right, and it's just that. So you don't have like you don't have like the billion fucking logos and like the same Sagem ad running every time. You have this section of the tournament, this advertiser, next section of the tournament, next advertiser, blah 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 blah. Yeah, but Capcom wants to put more of their content out there. They want people to buy those DLC costumes and and stages and whatnot, and that's what this is all you know, been about up until this point to answer your question, Kwanzaa, yeah. So, like, I don't see a world where Capcom completely gets rid of their opportunity to put this in front of the eyes of thousands and thousands of people uh, because you know that sales are going up from it, and that's why they're doing it even more. But what, you, what they need to do is do it in a way so that the ads are not something that people recall with a negative light. They mm -hmm. see it as a necessary, okay, evil, and, they're, and it's like... It, that doesn't drive conversation. It's just like, oh yeah, ads. Okay, I can I can take it, and that might very well be the case right now, especially if they're not losing viewers. They'll probably try to make them as long as they possibly can until people start to show that they're not going to. But I mean, I'm not a marketing guy, so I'm not sure. I just I would imagine they just go where the most money is. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's probably what's happening. So yeah, I just feel like it's getting to a point that it's getting ridiculous. And maybe we could still even have those ad breaks, but not have them be like 15 minutes long. Maybe if there were – it sounds like they're too long. Something about them is too long or they're too frequent and people both. are saying <laughs> – It's both. And people are, are talking about them and they're distracting away from the way people are enjoying the events. And that's what you probably don't want to do. That, that might be indicative that it's gone too far. But people saying it and people actually doing something about it are two very different things. And I think they're only going to really respond to the latter. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. No, you're not wrong. Uh, but yeah, I, I feel like I, I feel like putting up a better viewership experience is going to help in bringing more viewers and keeping more viewers, uh, more so than just having, you know, the same four ads for an entire weekend. Um, man, they yeah, definitely that need to wild, refine man. their approach. It's just like, uh, fuck you. I don't want, I'm, I'm uninstalling Honda from my game because I've seen them too many times. Yeah. No, like I, like even, I, I think I have like trauma from like even the beginning of that, uh, poison DLC ad, like just the music, like you hear like the first two beats of the music and it's like, nope, turn that shit off. Uh, same thing with the Honda one, where you just hear the, where you just hear the, uh, I forgot, I even, I think I've like blocked it out of my mind. Yeah, exactly. Where you just see like the, they open for business, like the bath mirror squeegee towel thing. Yeah. Fucking goddamn. I, yeah, it's, it's, it's bad. Uh, I, I wish I I could go for it. There was the TV Guide channel because mm-hmm. Dude, I love TV that's guys. the only way. Yeah, because <laughs> that's the only word. Oh, my gosh. I'm so old. The TV Guide channel, and you would have to wait for it to scroll slowly Yep. Um, to TV see whatever channel you want to get to. And Nickelodeon wasn't until like 52 or something like that. Cartoon Network was 49. Mm-hmm. Wow, the things that you remember that aren't important. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so you'd have to wait and there would always be ads playing at the top, usually ads for movies or TV shows. And I remember one time an ad for Mortal Kombat Annihilation got stuck on repeat on TV Guide. And for whatever reason, the TV just got left on while we were eating dinner and no one touched it. No one was watching it. But the ad, like a 30 or 20 second spot for Mortal Kombat Annihilation played like 50 times over and over and over again while we ate and we just used it as background noise. And now I just remember like every single part of it, like the crappy Sub-Zero with the (laughs) giant red, it looks like face paint, not a scar. And the uh, like Cyrax or one of the ninjas running up a wall and doing a backflip and, or, um, and the, or sorry, shooting the missiles and running up the wall and doing the backflip and stuff. And and it was a terrible movie and uh, it's related to fighting games. So I thought I'd tie that all together for you. You know, what is something that I never get tired of. Uh, And even if it happens 32 times, it's Beaver FDW resubbing. Big thank you, uh, Beaver, for the win uh, for the 32 months. Damn, 32 months. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, That's longer than we, we've been we... alive. <laughs> All right, so Ooh, now, hey, we know, <laughs> now we know why John. <laughs> John's only been alive for less than ter- 32 months. Uh, that explains a lot. <laughs> Damn, everybody liking the segue. Hell yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, look, we we talked about the stream perspective. What about the actual tournament? Is there a way that we can make tournaments run more efficient across the board so that we don't have people waiting thirty to thirty minutes to an hour between matches? Both online well, and offline. Well, where is the problem? Online. Where is where is the snags happening? I'm sure it's possible. <laughs> hmm. But I don't know uh, where the particular snags are happening. And uh, I, I bet you that rolling along, uh, just similar to you know what we were talking about earlier with the online getting upgrades, almost certainly, that probably make this process more user friendly and efficient. 
mm-hmm. because it's on their radar and they can make money if they do it. And I think they know that. So I would imagine it'll get better, but that doesn't mean we shouldn't talk about it now. And if we can contribute and say, what well, we specifically would like to see as consumers that helps them out. You know, that, that makes them, they, they have to do less guessing, less estimating. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. Yeah. So never knows best. I think, Line them up, line them up pretty good, and it's what you said before with match reporting and match setup, as far as online goes, right? So I know for like I think the only solution I could see as far as the match reporting issue goes is to either I think with Smash.gg they have what like a twenty minute timer for each thing, is that right? 20 minutes? No, I don't think it's that long. It's like but they have a timer, yeah. It, whatever it might be 10, it might be 5. Maybe you can set it as, an, as a TO. You can probably yeah. adjust. If it's like a problem of somebody not showing up, I think that timer should be like 2 to 3 minutes. Right. I don't know if that's too I think strict. It, but it's the same thing. I, th- I think it's the same issue in like a real-life tournament too of like somebody not showing up at their time and they're like, oh, they're on their way, blah, 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 blah. Like, it, it depends on the uh, the TO or the bracket runner at the yeah, time, exactly. and there's horror stories about yeah, exactly about that. Uh, also involving Chris G, some of them. Yeah, um, actually, I think there was a uh, there was a story that came out recently with uh, the Wolfcrone issue uh, from final round a while back, where Wolfcrone didn't show up in top eight, and then got sent to losers, and then like still won the tournament, but then he just shit talked the tournament forever. I forget what the name of the bracket runner was, but he explained his reasoning. And it was one of those things where he gave Wolfcrone every chance, right? He ran ran his match last and, like, all this other shit. But, you know. Uh, but there are also some bracket runners that, like, straight up just wait 30 to 45 minutes for somebody to show up. And then that person still doesn't show up. Uh, but does being stricter... Uh, people get DQ'd pretty quick. Like... I don't know if this is necessarily where the. Well, when it comes when it comes so first offline, it depends on the bracket runner, right? So I feel like there should be like some sort of way to standardize. People here are saying Joe Monday runs him a pretty tight ship, and their tournaments, their weekly tournaments, are often very well done and 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 quick. Although I I would like to see the numbers and such before I before I agree to that. But also like. You can run a tournament well, like from the TO side, and make it fast. Like, look at Combo Breaker; they are they are consistently the ones that uh, don't go by tournament standard time, you know, right. or the least. I mean, there's always stuff that can happen, but though you see difference between the way people put it on. Man, the one tournament at Combo Breaker 2016 that I had a bad experience with was the Mystery Game tournament, mm. and it's was because it? the person I was going up against for my second game was another bracket runner. So, I again, 45 minutes. I actually counted. It was 45 minutes I waited there. And I went to the TO three times. Or, yeah, I went to the bracket runner three times, and they said, oh, they're on their way. So, even the best tournaments are not uh, immune to having a bracket runner sure. who's willing to hold up a tournament for a friend. Um, granted, I mean, you know, like, at the same time, like, it was this dude that was running another bracket, but why would he be running a bracket while trying to play in a tournament? Anyway doesn't matter uh the issue is still there regardless of what the reasoning behind it was um uh, so 
how do we then standardize? It's easier to standardize it online, right? Because with online, you just set that fucking timer. But if we're waiting 10 minutes for a person to show up, I think that's too fucking long, right? Especially, like, imagine if the first two people you're supposed to fight against don't show up. You have to wait 20 minutes before you even get to play. Uh, so my, I'm of the mind that we should be stricter with those times, but is that going to be a big detriment to players? Like, is, can we not trust the FGC to show up on time? They'll learn or they'll stop. Like, they'll adjust. Yeah, we can. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so I think that's one way to fix the problem is to make things stricter. Granted, there will be a lot of people that are going to go, like, go down kicking and screaming once that if that does happen. Yeah, there'll be a bunch of DQs. But if a standard is truly set, then people will people will adhere to it. Yeah. Uh, and I think the other thing, too, is I think we need to find a better way of organizing on-stream matches. Because that's kind of the big bottleneck as far as running a pool. Like, that's kind of what causes a lot of the delay. It's whenever a match is supposed to go on stream, they that match has to wait for whatever other matches are waiting to go on stream. So that's already going to be, like, a shit ton of time lost. Uh, and then by the time that match is finished on stream, they have to then come back, report it, and then wait longer etc etc so i'm wondering if there's a way that we can make the on-stream match process go by quicker yeah i think that you just need to have an efficient system there set up where you if you only have one stream running then you only play a certain amount of matches on that stream and you're probably going to skip over some unless you decide to do like all of top eight and that that usually takes about two hours in, mm-hmm. in IRL. I think you could do that probably even faster uh, online, all things considered. But you have the other, you know, the next matches queued up and ready to go right beforehand. You have it continually rolling. Uh, you don't run 6,000 ads. And, uh, and barring any technical difficulties, which I don't know how many of these tournaments have ever gone off without a hitch. But, mm-hmm. I mean, I'd like to see the numbers on uh, Joe Monday's tournaments and, and his his crew. I, I think uh, he's not, not might not be at the uh, helm for all of those all, every week. I'm not sure. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I hear he and his crew do a, a good job on that. And for, I, I have played in those a couple times a few years ago, and from what I recall, it went really smooth. Mm-hmm. I wish there was a way... We can't do this online, obviously. Uh, If we could, that'd be fucking awesome, though. Where uh, I think it was Tekken World Tour Finals a couple years ago. And I think they've done it every year since. Where they have, like, four or five different stream setups for one stream. And they just hop from setup to setup Mm -hmm. on commentary. I feel like that would be a good way of getting shit to run. Because then they just run the match. And if commentary wants to jump on it, they can. And if they don't, then, you know move on to the next one uh that's mm-hmm. unfortunately impossible to do online <laughs> unless you have like eight lobbies set up with one computer i don't even know how the fuck that would work uh i'll, I'll come up with a way though uh i have like eight different instances of street fighter running on one computer and make sure the computer doesn't explode and then also run a streaming software also making sure that computer doesn't explode and then hop back and forth uh that'd be crazy but I think these things are worth at least being looked at 
just to make the player and the viewer experience uh, uh, a little bit better with these tournaments. Because again, like, and I think we've talked about this a lot. It's like just NDI. That's a good idea. NDI. NDI is the greatest technology I've ever seen in my life. Uh, and for those of you that don't know what NDI is, it's how I used to run this show before I have the setup I do now, where I would have John and Mike on another computer. Uh, and then I would p- drop them into this streaming computer that we're coming from now. But Like when we used the blue screen all the time? I don't like NDI then. No, that wasn't... Uh, no, NDI was... Remember when Efren hopped on and you and you couldn't hear Efren? Yep. That's, was that NDI? Because you're not NDI, making yeah. a good case for this NDI. Well, that's, only look, look, negative experience. The technology is there. That was just user error, first of all. Uh, but as you could see, you and Ephraim were both on this computer from the other computer. Um, and all of the audio setup was just on me. Uh, that's user error, baby. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I feel like especially coming into the next gen we need to have next gen solutions for <laughs> for tournament problems uh and you know what's another thing too I, I was just thinking about this before we went live and i'm glad i just thought of it what the hell happened with that tournament mode that they were beta testing for street fighter 5 i feel like that would probably solve some problems what the hell happened with that is it gone yeah we don't know have, is it dead oh no brought it up last year like almost we're getting close to it being a year ago you know it's like two or yeah like two-thirds of a year has gone by since we heard about that. Yeah. And it was supposed to be their big thing for this year. It, it was Champion Edition was going to drop, and they had actually announced Tournament Mode before they revealed Champion Edition. And there was the whole thing with the Olympics and that circuit. Um, what was it called? Uh, Intel World Open. The Intel World Open. Yep, got there at the same time as you, maybe a little bit before. Uh, so that was going to be like the plan for this year. But I think with all this stuff going on, they just shifted priorities around. Like, I'm not so sure we got DLC in the other timeline when Corona didn't happen. I think we mm-hmm. got the tournament mode. So that's probably just been delayed, which I don't know why, because they're doing a bunch of online tournaments now. But yeah. they, they have their reasons, and I don't know enough to be able to uh, critique them. Yeah, because, like, they beta tested those tournaments three times. And I'm an asshole because I signed up for those tournaments three times, and I just forgot and didn't show up. Uh part of the problem i am part of the problem you're right uh damn i'm a hypocrite uh but yeah they did beta tests in january february and i think there was one in march too uh so i i'd be curious to see where that's at or what happened with that maybe it's like an intel specific thing uh like they can only like the contract says they can only use it with intel stuff uh with intel world open stuff uh who knows uh but yeah i'm the reason why I also bring some of this up is I believe I can I could be wrong about this, but I'm pretty sure that Evo starts this coming weekend. Am I wrong about that? Who knows if I'm right or not? Because I don't know if I'm right or not. But I'm pretty sure Evo starts this coming weekend. Uh, yeah, it and... starts when it was supposed to, right? Oh no, that's next month. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, I believe yeah, it does. Them them's fighting herds is this weekend for Evo. Uh, speaking of which, I think I saw Them's Fighting Herds got an update today. So there you go, Them's Fighting Herd players. Uh, but yeah, so I am super curious to see how that stuff is gonna go down. Uh, how that's tre- or how that how those tournaments are gonna run? Because again, it's I think if I saw correctly, it's going to be each region has a top eight, and each 
winner of the top eight gets each winner of the top eight of each region gets like the grand prize right so there's yep. no like inter-regional playing which uh, g- good i think good that's fine that's what we got that's what yeah. we got you're right um and then each top eight from each region gets also like the evo medal um but yeah there yeah so each region basically is like its own mini evo so i'm super curious to see how they're going to handle that because you think it's going to say evo 2020 or is it going to say evo online it's probably going to say well it depends if they had already printed the medals out or not i don't know how early they get their shit how cheap is mr wizard uh all i know is that i still have the lanyard of when it said champion uh in 2016 oh yeah (laughs) We made that our Facebook banner for a while in the uh, Arizona Facebook FGC. Oh, the championship. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I uh, can't be super bad because that could have happened to me. Like I've made that mistake before. Oh so, yeah, like it, that's fine. I mean, when I'm writing and stuff, like I, I'm, I, but maybe not, maybe not like one big word on your lanyard that gets all the way to print. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, here's here's the tweet. Thank you. Um, top eight of each tournament per region will receive an EVO Online medal. So it is an EVO Online medal. Uh, the champion of each region will receive an EVO Online trophy. Top four placers will receive an Astro Gaming prize pack and also receive a really awesome next-level prize from our friends at, at PlayStation. And then a lot of people are like, whoa, it's a PlayStation 5. Also, thank you, Blue, uh, for hitting that link. Uh, people are going crazy. It's like, oh, you're going to win a PlayStation 5. That's probably not what the prize is. I uh, hate to burst that bubble, but... If if it is that prize, then I will buy John a pizza. Great. Well, you just damned everyone, jinxed them all. That we're hoping for that. Yep. Uh, it's probably a PSN wallpaper and five PSN bucks. I remember. Uh, I think I went to uh, Capcom Cup 2016 when they had season two on. Uh, or yeah, it was at PlayStation Experience, and they had like the season two booth there along with uh marvel 3 and i remember i entered one of the tournaments because they had like the playstation plate like the playstation street fighter 5 plate and uh i remember winning a tournament there i beat uh i somehow scrubbed uh forwood out because he was trying to play the new character and i was playing my main so sucks for him uh and they ran out of the plates when i won the tournament and they were like oh do you want season two for free or do you want this poster signed by ono and everybody else and i remember just being so dejected because i wanted the plate but then i thought about it i was like wait a second why the hell do i want a plate for my playstation that's already under a bunch of shit so anyway i got that poster it was a good time right on yeah and then vicious started yelling at me it's like why would you not take the dlc and then i said i could buy it um but yeah Oh, shit. We got an online schedule. Sweet. Uh, thank you, Blue. Blue, coming in. Since Steve's not here, so we're all fucked. Uh, but thank you, Blue, for keeping the show afloat. Uh, we have the... Uh, let's see. Here it is. Uh, so July 4th and 5th, which is this weekend, is Them's Fighting Herds. Next weekend, July 11th and 12th, is Skullgirls. Weekend after that is Killer Instinct. And the weekend after that, on the 25th and the 26th, is Mortal Kombat 11. Uh, and it looks like... Okay, so they are running one, two, three. So there's three regions, it looks like. No, yeah, three regions. There's Europe, North America, and Japan and Korea. 
I think. If this, uh, if this graphic, which I should probably pull up on the stream, but I won't, uh, is correct. Unless they're just talking about uh, what time zones they're going to use. But either way, uh, mandatory check-in is at noon. Mandatory check-in ends at 9 p.m. on Friday. Pools check-in is at 9 a.m. Tournament begins at 10 a.m. Day 2 check-in at 9 a.m. And tournament begins at 10 a.m. So I'm curious to see how this is going to roll because it looks like they're having to run like four or five different tournaments in different time zones. Uh, Nine out of ten timelines, it's a shit show. But it might go well. And if it does, that would be great. Yeah, uh I'm I'm curious to see what will happen. I think I I think I'm registered for Killer Instinct. Uh, you gonna play? Know. Yeah. Don't be a bit. No, I'm gonna show. You, up. you might have to wait. I have it. You uh, might have it's to fine. Wait. And then I'll play my first two matches, and then I'll pull an item and head out. Uh, but anyway, uh, I'm pretty sure I'm signed up to play Killer Instinct, and that's not in another two weekends, so I'm good. Um, but I'm super curious to see how they're gonna run all these tournaments, right? Because there's four regions and each region starts so on friday is just check-in mandatory check-in looks like they don't have any games or anything uh saturday 9 a.m is when pools check in and then check 10 a.m play casuals with anybody you can't, <laughs> i mean you could play you can get the fuck up early and like run some ranked matches or some shit i don't know or whatever they have on them's fight herds and skull girls uh so yeah, uh, it, I'm hoping that it's going to be smooth so that we then have a more standardized approach to online play, or online tournaments rather. Uh, but, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm curious to see how they handle it. Uh, and have I had? Have you had any bad experiences as far as pools and stuff go for Evo? You've been to many more Evos than I have. Um, probably, uh, but I don't recall any particularly bad Evo pools off the top of my head. Um, sometimes people whine about them being too early. It's like, okay, Christy. <laughs> That's not a problem. I'm kidding. It actually was Christy, but he's he's grown up. He's definitely grown up. <laughs> um, no, he is. He is. But uh, no, I, I think Evo's been pretty all right from uh, from everything that I recall. But I'll never forgive Mr. Wizard for shushing us when we were cheering too loud against Latif. Yeah. Look, on the, on that note, I was thinking about this when you when you brought this up. Uh, I think I was watching Ultra Chen, and they were saying like that's how Wizards been, like that's his sense of humor, I guess. I don't know if it's great to try to joke with people that you don't know, <laughs> but not my place. I guess it's his turn, and he can do whatever the fuck he wants. Uh. But yeah, apparently, like he's been like making those kind of jokes of like, uh, "I'm gonna ban you from my house" or whatever uh, for a long time. So I guess that's his mo. Uh, but yeah, so Evo happening this weekend for them's fighting herds. Have you played them's fighting herds at all? Never, but it looks. I think it looks good for what it is, and I hear good things about the training mode specifically. They're ahead of the curve. They attract people for more than just, uh, you know, they attract more than just fighting game players or those that have played other types of games that prefer them. They're very inviting through their tutorial. As I learned from Stumblebee's video, he's a good content creator. You guys should check out his stuff. Um, and it's got 
great online according to what people say. Now we'll see what happens when they kind of reach levels of Street Fighter and, and have that many people on their servers. And and you know, I'm not I'm not convinced just by word of mouth that yeah. they have a godlike online system. But here's good things so far, so that's good. We'll see this weekend. And if the gameplay is balanced and strong, then hey, right on. I hope that they continue to grow and and become a bigger and bigger thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think from a very selfish part of me, I just can't get past the subject matter to want to play that game. And it's unfortunate that I guess I'm that shallow and I kind of hate myself a little bit for it, but you know, sometimes this is what, this is what happens. Uh, according to blue, they only have a few characters to balance. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I think they have what, like six, seven characters. Uh, but yeah, either way, um, we're all going to learn about them fighting herds this weekend, uh, with Evo. So everybody go watch Evo. Uh, and then when they have eight, three hour breaks, uh, go do something else. But I think we are completely out of topics and I'm tired of digging through Twitter for more topics, uh, to try to improv, uh, another 10 minutes. So I think we should call it a little Not bit early. Yeah, put up, put put it to death. Actually, breaking news <laughs> straight up. I literally just refreshed Twitter. Uh, the Skullgirls community has an official statement regarding the Mike Z shenanigans. Ah, uh, here we go. So this is uh this was tweeted out by the Purple Sharpie, uh friend of the show. Uh, tw- uh, the statement goes to say, I quote, "Our goal is to create a gaming space that is welcoming for all participants, regardless of their race, gender, sexual orientation, appearance, age, disabilities, or other protected statuses. Due to this, we believe that Mike's Mike Z, also known as Mike Z, should no longer be welcome on commentary or participate in events in the Skullgirl community. As there is no singular entity responsible for the Skullgirls community for who determines who is allowed on commentary or who determines per event eligibility, we are asking the community to respect and uphold the following actions. One, an indefinite ban from all commentary positions. Two, a two-year ban from offline and online competitions ending on July 30th, 2022. The undersigned will each be adhering to the above reprimands. Our decision to enact and recommend these reprimands will be based on Mike's history of problematic behavior in public and private, including the callous I Can't Breathe reference while commentating a match and the review of additional inappropriate interactions with members of the Skullgirls community in private. We believe these actions are in the best interest of the Skullgirls community. And then there are... A few event organized, and then there's a bunch of people who have undersigned it, and it's event under uh, event organizers. Uh, uh, yeah, I think it's just a bunch of event organizers, including Rick Dahado. Uh, yeah, Rick's already jumped on and banned him from Combo Breaker 2021. Yeah, uh, Ronaldo Kuhn, who runs uh, online Skullgirls tournament, uh, and a bunch of other people as well. So there's that. The official. Skullgirls. Uh, and then Rick also had some extra stuff to say, but I think if you want to go see that, you can go to Twitter because I just lost it. Uh, okay. Oh, no. He was just saying that Mike Z is no longer welcome at CB 2021. So there you go. Um, cool. There's that. Anything else before we sign off, John? Uh... Uh, think before you do things, please. Just be a decent human being, will you? It's not that hard. Anyway. Yeah, start there. Start there. Anyways, for myself and for uh, Monsieur 
John Velociraptor Guerrero. There we go. We have been Best of Five. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we had a blast having you here. We'll be back next week with hopefully more people and more topics to talk about. But thank you all for being here. Follow us on Twitter, social media, etc. Go watch Evo Online this weekend. And uh, I think that's it, right, John? Anything else? Happy birthday to the Street Fighter, the movie, the game. It's 25 today. Shit! Blade's the best character. He's broken. All right, bye, everybody.